please enter your PIN. Please enter your security code. You have $19.93. Please enter the number you wish to call. You have 905 minutes. Hi, Lee. Hello, Jennifer Breslin. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm, you know, it's 2018, but I'm still amazed that we can talk on the phone across the world. That's pretty cool. That's 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah, 2019. Right, even better. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's 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 amazing, you know. Um, I'm, like, amazed that we can, like, audition from across the world now. Like, how cool is that? It's extremely cool, and I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll get into that as well. Um, yeah, and of course, I, you know, I thought getting international calling would be complicated, but of course, they sell these calling cards online, they're ridiculously cheap, and it was no big deal at all, so. That's great. I really have Yeah, so I'm sorry. I mean, we've been chatting on Facebook and stuff, which ended briefly that one time. Uh, so, uh, sorry we haven't, you know, well, you're not in town, so we haven't seen each other, but, uh. Anyway, I'm excited to do this with you, and uh, you're my first international guest, so. <laughs> That's funny. That's no, true. And uh, the podcast is going really well. It, it's growing really fast, so uh, I'm, I'm really uh, happy with everything. Cool. Very good. I think it's a fantastic. Like I said, I mean, I said to you before, I just, I, you know, probably, I don't know. It wasn't too long ago. What I was just—I've always been really into podcasts, and I just constantly search for acting podcasts. And just not only like two, three years ago, you couldn't even find any. Period. And then you find the odd one, and then you know there's a few more he- here and there, but not really like the nitty gritty of like you know, hello, is anyone out there doing what I'm doing? <laughs> no. Right. So I think it's so important, you know, especially in our, you know, in the field of acting, where you can be on your own so often, you know. So, yeah. So thank you for creating this. No, thank you. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, your feedback has been so nice and specific, and some other people have said some similar things, and and that means the world. I mean, you know, that is, you know, basically how I, you know, what I thought, you know, the idea for it would be, but I wasn't totally sure. I mean, I was fairly confident that, that people would enjoy it for those reasons, but I didn't know what was going to happen. And, uh, I'm really glad that, that people are. And, uh, 
you know, I didn't know anything about whether there were other acting podcasts or anything about it. I really didn't. I just, I liked other general podcasts and I loved the podcast format. Um, but I didn't yeah. look into whether there were other acting ones or anything like that. So anyway, very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, you yeah, ready to, very, you ready very, to, very you ready to jump into this thing? Sure. All right. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're uniquely giving people uh, a slight behind the scenes uh, first on this one, but it's not really anything we wouldn't have possibly talked about officially on the show uh, anyway. So I'm 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 happy to do that. It shows you know, I like that it's uh, you know it's just very real. So all right, but mm-hmm. uh, officially, hello everybody, welcome to the Craft Business Life podcast. My name is Lee Solomon. Um, this is a podcast about mainly actors, but other artists and other people with interesting careers, too, and just about how they do what they do, their journey, their nuts and bolts, how they got into it, and what the life is like, you know, how they balance trying to do what they love with money and time and other aspects of their life and whatever it is. Um, so, Yeah. And my um, guest today is uh, has a very unique perspective because uh, after being an actor uh, in New York for a long time, she's now an actor in Ireland. And uh, I want to hear all about what that's like and how it works over there and so forth. So Jennifer Breslin, thank you again so much for doing this. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. we're going to go back to how you ended up in Ireland and we'll talk about your experience in New York before that and everything else. But I want to start, as I normally do, with what your day-to-day life is like at this point. Obviously, you can tell us about anything that is specific to being in Ireland. But but what's your day-to-day? Are you working on anything acting-wise right now? And do you have a day job? Just what is your life over there right now? Right. So, um, well, a lot of it was getting settled here, which really took a long time. I had um, one of my actor friends say to me, I said something along the lines of like, I don't know, something like I was going to land here and start auditioning. And he just looked at me and he was like, mm-hmm you're probably not going to go on an audition for like a year. (laughs) I was really annoyed at him for saying that. Um, But he was right. Like it really just took a long time to settle in Um, just because it's a, it's another country and there's just so many things. I mean, just getting even a bank account here, you know, it's not like, um, you know, just moved cities, you know, you're moving to an entirely different country. So, there's a lot of things like what you, what you, there's PPS numbers, which would be like a social security number. Um, and everything's kind of a catch 22. Like you need one for the other, but you can't get the other one until you have this one. And so a lot of it was just settling it. Right. Um, and then I do live in a very rural part of Ireland, which I mean, actually most of Ireland is rural except for, um, like three main cities, which would be like Dublin, um, Galway, Cork, maybe. Um, so I live in a rural sort of place, and what kind of allowed me to move here kind of just gave me the idea was that I had 
there was a few things in Boston. Like I kept seeing things on backstage when I was in New York. And I really wanted to go and audition, but I never did, um, you know, go all the way up to Boston. And I just said, I just wrote and I said, can I send a video audition? And then they're like, yeah, sure. And then I got the job and then it happened again. And I was like, well, maybe I could just live anywhere I want now. <laughs> so, um, it's a kind of a crazy idea. Um, I'm glad I did it. I think the other thing is starting over is what I took for granted was, you know, New York or the U S or whatever. Right. I just knew so much. I knew so many people. I had a network. I knew the agents. I know, you know, who did what. And here, it's like learning it all over again. So that was also something that I didn't realize. Um, and so even just trying to figure out how to get a job, you know. So to answer your question, I'm not actually working on anything right now. I just went through an audition process. Um, for something, I didn't get it, um, and, you know, whatever, but, um, just even trying to find jobs has been curious, you know, um, it's certainly not New York or LA or like that where, um, there's a big backstage, um, it's a much smaller pool, um, and yeah, I mean, that's kind of like my long answer, I hope I answered your question <laughs> no of course something and no no that, that's exactly what we're here for though there's so much in there I, I want to unpack which is exactly the things we wanted to get to so um yeah there's like a million questions right now so so first of all do you have any kind of day job or no well you know funny enough um you know I I had a day job, well, sort of a day job, when I was in um, New York, which I was very lucky to have. I had it, um, excuse me, um, before I even really took acting seriously, it was, um, basically, it was, it was sport-specific training. Um, it's basically like a high-end personal trainer at the end of the day, you know? So, I got to work for myself. And I didn't have to work many hours to make a lot of money, which was fantastic. Um, and it just freed me up to do a lot of um, acting stuff. And I went to sell, I was going to sell my business when I left New York. And then I ended up having to leave earlier and this and all this like commotion happened, right? Like people say, oh, things are working out for you, but it, it looks like a catastrophe in, in, while it's happening, and so nothing really was quite working out the way I had planned, and then I had to go down and see my father in Florida, and then there was a hurricane, and I couldn't get back to New York, and it was just weird, all this stuff, and I, you know, I asked, like, one or two of my clients, I was like, do you want to just try it online? You know, do you want to just, I can't get back up to New York, and so we tried just doing a session online. And I was kind of surprised that it worked well, but my clients were really surprised. They were like, this is just like you're here. So <laughs> with FaceTime and all the things that we have possible, like you can just work online. So it was kind of this 
crazy mess that like showed us that we can, I don't actually have to sell off my clients or leave them. I can continue on with them. So actually technically still work in New York. <laughs> so I work online. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I also do part time and seasonally. Um, it'd be like an, it's like a big show day. So it's, kind of like everything from art to agriculture and all that. Um, so I had experience with producing shows in, in New York, and I was like, well, this isn't actors, but it's cattle and dogs and artwork. And so, and it was a really good way to get to know people in the community, so I do that. And again, that I'm lucky enough where I can just, work at my own pace and my own time and and so that's good and then I get paid like a lump sum and then that's the end of that so I'm lucky with that yeah. well that's that's all incredible and so you know first of all just like you were saying before about the audition stuff you know basically we're incredibly lucky in everything to be living in the time we live because you can do almost anything from anywhere, more or less. You know, the fact that I can do yeah. this the way I do it, we're doing this right now, your audition stuff, your virtual training stuff, exactly, and that's fantastic. And you continue to do what you've always been trying to do, which is find creative and practical ways to sustain the life that you want, which is, you know, the other common theme that keeps coming up on these podcasts. So that's really fantastic. Now, what also I wanted thought was interesting that you said earlier is that if I understood you correctly, it wasn't that you want to be in Ireland and only work as an actor in Ireland. You want to live in Ireland, but audition for everywhere. And if you get a gig back in New York, theoretically, you might come back and do it. Did I understand you correctly on that? Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, this is all new and crazy. Like, I am definitely went rogue, <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah. This is all, like, you know, this is just kind of kooky on my part. Um, but, yeah, I mean, why not, you know? And I'm sure, I mean, things have changed dramatically in just five, ten years, you know? Forget about twenty. 20 years and when you hear about like old you know older actors the things that they had to do is like really foreign you know um so yeah i mean who's to say in like 10 years from now it's not like the total that's just not the norm you know um so yeah and i i haven't set myself up yet um, I'd like to get to know a lot of others i I'd really like to get to know the community here and all that sort of stuff, and how things work. Um, so I do have a lot of work to do, but I still want to, you know, once I get myself even more sorted financially and stuff, I do want to pop on, you know, Actors Access or Backstage and, you know, what the hell, like, submit, you know? So, I mean, worst they could say is, no, we're not, you know, taking your video submission, you know? Sure. So. And, yeah. Absolutely. And so it's, 
again, tell me if I'm if I'm understanding you correctly or not. So you got to Ireland with no like connections there, no specific plan, like just by yourself, total blank slate. Well, in acting wise, almost yes. Uh-huh. Um, I I am half Irish. So I do have citizenship, so I'm very lucky. Um, and I have to tell you, even with citizenship, moving to another country is not easy. It's still a pain in the butt. So, um, but I do have citizenship, which, like I said, doesn't it doesn't they don't roll out the red carpet for you just because you're no, citizenship. No, you know? sure. yeah. And there's still a lot of work I need to do. Yeah. Um, I have. You know, I have family here, but no one's really, no one is going to get me a job, and certainly not in acting. So, anyways, it was a little bit of a, like, a a familiarity here, but there was still enough that I had to do on my own. And um, and then, uh, again, with the acting, with the acting part, I, um, as I was doing over, actually, it's funny, it's so amazing how amazing, like, how amazing community is, um, and that's something that I severely underestimated when I came here. I, I knew that I was going to be lacking community, but I didn't realize what a resource it was. Anyway, as I was moving here, um, you know, you don't realize people know people all over, you know, so I had one friend. Um, put me in touch with somebody who works with the Abbey and they went to college with them, which means technically I actually went to college with them. You know, I, I just we went to college together. I never met them, but now they live here. Oh, wow. And then I had a, I know, right? And uh, we both went to Boston University and very, very small school within Boston University in the arts. And, um, and uh, yeah, so for some reason, I guess he met an Irish girl or something and then he moved over here. And then another friend of mine, another actor friend of mine, he actually comes over to Ireland a lot just because he likes Ireland. And he put me in touch with, um, like, three casting directors. Now, in a million years, I would have never thought any of my New York friends would be setting me up with people in Ireland. But it just goes to show you, like, never underestimate friends and community and who they know because you never know who knows people you know you're like I'm gonna go to Zimbabwe like don't underestimate like who knows someone in Zimbabwe <laughs> so um so that was really interesting to um you know be in touch with those people um but yeah I mean it feels like completely starting from scratch and being in the dark and um, I would definitely say things are done differently in Ireland culturally. You know, um, even even if you were just to get a regular job in Ireland, it's not going to be like a safe. You're not going to go online and submit for a job. You're not going to bring your CV, like your resume to someone. It's really who you know. And... So community in, you know, in the acting world even means more here because 
no one's interested in a CV outline. Just, they don't know who you are. Yeah, that's very, that's, that's very interesting. Um, and you said, you know, do you think that's just a cultural thing? Do you think it has anything to do maybe with, is it a smaller place, smaller pool of people, or why do you think that is? Um, um I think... Obviously, it's a, it is a smaller place, and I actually like kind of funny. Like there, there would be like your family name means something. Like who are your people? <laughs> you know, so you know who your great grandfather. It just all makes a difference, you know. So it's kind of like. Um, Very interesting, yeah. So they really still who, yeah. have that that kind of that kind of uh, importance. That's amazing, yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, I mean, there, it's not it's not necessarily like to discriminate anyone. It's just it's just funny. Like I, I don't know. It's it's it it would be a caretaking community. Like you know if your great-grandfather did something for my great-grandfather, like, I owe you. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I have to give you a job now, you know? So it's like, it's, they take care of just generations and generations. Like, they just take care of one another. That's and amazing. people, my people. It really is, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's funny. Um, yeah, so it's, you get that a lot. And, um, and, and that, that is where I did, did really underestimate like I was like oh acting I'm just gonna get online yeah. go on their site and stuff yeah. and it's like they're like yeah we don't really <laughs> there is a site you know there's one but you know it's so you, you really do have to get to know people so yeah. sure and I want and I want to get into more of the nuts and bolts of the acting work world there but let me ask you this um, when you first got there, did you have any, did you at least have your housing situation sorted or did you stay with family first? Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was really challenging at first. I was, um, I was actually going back and forth between New York and Ireland and Florida. That's a long story, but right. um, dad with your dad, yeah, just, yeah, just meet, like in, in, you know, you're like, where do I put my stuff? Yeah, <laughs> you have in New York, you know, just uh, just a lot. And then um, I actually had some family things to do in Florida as well. But anyway, um, so yeah, I would pop over and I would stay with my cousin um, while I was looking for work in Ireland or looking for a place to live or trying to, you know, get a bank account. And again, the funny thing is, in the end, how I ended up getting a bank account was like my cousin. Like, so it's like, oh, wait, okay, you're Charlie McHugh's cousin. Okay, now you can get a bank account. It's like, Amazing. Okay. That, that, that part especially is quite impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and, like, I don't actually have to walk into the bank ever again with no ID, nothing. Like, I just walk in. I'm like, hi, hi, Roger. She's like, here's your money, and I just walk out. It's, like, really funny. Wow. So, um, yeah, very different. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I was, I was, um, staying with a cousin and then I got a job and, um, and then I found a place and, um, which it's not, it's not easy finding places here. So, uh, no, and so, you mentioned, you mentioned that it's, well, first of all, you know, you you said, I know most of Ireland is rural, as you said, and, which are you near one of the major cities like near Dublin or where are you exactly? So where I would be is I'm actually technically four hours from Dublin. Right. And probably I always joke. I'm like everything in Ireland is four hours away. So I'm not like I'm four hours from Galway. I'm four hours from Cork. I'm four hours from River. So, um, um, but it's kind of strange. Like if you're in New York, you wouldn't, just drive to Boston, like, to go get something and then come back that day. Like, that would be really weird. Like, no one would do that. But for some reason in Ireland, like, people do it all the time. Like, we just pop over to Dublin and come back that day. (laughs) And I don't know why. I think it's just the drive is so calming and beautiful. It doesn't feel like you did this long, crazy trip. You know, there's no traffic. It's just gorgeous. So, it's kind of weird. I mean, I've popped over to Dublin many times and come back the same day. Like, you just have to go do something in Dublin and you just come back. So, um, which I just laugh at because you, you just would not do that. Like, if you're in New York, you wouldn't just pop over to Boston to go get something and just come back. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so, no, that's... Yeah, that, so, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 that's fine. It's, it's just like, I can't explain why, but it's just like a little more accessible just because things are... Is there traffic or no? You're explaining like, it. You're traffic. explaining it great, and and it makes a lot of sense. It's and it, like you said, it's a whole different way of life, which is very cool. So, so you answered my other question was going to be: Did you have to? Obviously, you had to buy a car over there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and well, you, wouldn't, um, you wouldn't need a car, let's say, if you lived in Dublin. No, sure. And um, and like. These areas are rural, but it's not like you have to go to Dublin to get things. Like, you have stores and supermarkets and everything, right? Yeah, I wouldn't. A supermarket wouldn't be a word <laughs> <laughs> in, in most of, like, even most of Europe. Like, supermarket is definitely an American thing. Like, okay, so, you know, some, so some type like, of grocery, though. <laughs> right, right, right. But it is funny. Like I haven't seen a supermarket in a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've um, yeah, you know, we have. It's it's much it's a much tinier scale. Um, right. But it's very interesting because I grew up coming here all the time, and so it'd be just like, like this polar opposite world, you know, being in New York City and then going to Ireland and go to, like, the tiniest little store and, you know, they have, like, chicken and ham and, like, eggs. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll have the (laughs) chicken. And you're just like, yeah, we don't have chicken today. And you're like, oh, okay, um, we're going to have ham. Yeah, well, there's really not enough for, like, two people, so you're like, all right, well, then we don't have the eggs. And it's funny, like, when all of a sudden there's this black voice, you're totally fine. Like, you're happy enough with the eggs. Like, you don't need, like, 
Costco size, like all this stuff, and it's like kind of just odd. Well, that's like, that, that's a human nature <laughs> thing. Yeah, you. Yeah, that's a human nature thing. You adjust, and then you learn that you don't really need what you thought you needed. Although I personally would probably go insane. But anyway, um, no, that's really this really is fascinating though, and and very cool. So in terms of you know, so I assume then that whatever acting work there is within the country, it probably is often in one of the major cities. So your plan would be to to drive to wherever the work happens to be, right? I mean, obviously that's that yeah. would be what you would do. Okay, and yeah, you t- yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So I just want to also clarify. So I, you know, just to give a little, okay, so I said I'm four hours from Dublin, right? Now, I am actually in Northern Ireland. Now, a lot of people in the U.S. have no idea what that means, but it's usually political, right? So I am in Northern Ireland, but technically I am not in a Northern Ireland territory. Yep, I understand. We're the only county in the north, that's politically the south, if that makes any sense. Makes the rest of the north is owned by the British. Yep. So, um, you, the other place that there would be a lot of action would be Belfast, which would be British-owned, so it would be, you're now working in a different country. Uh-huh. So, it's a little, it's then now, it's a totally different, different, you know, and now you've got Brexit coming, and so there's all that, and like, can I work there? Now they're not going to be a part of the EU. Gotcha. So, really confusing. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And does that mean, like, if you're driving, if you go a certain direction and cross into a county that's, that's part of that, do you have to, like, show your passport and stuff? Well, that, they're like, they're, uh, they have to the end of this month to sort that out. And there's, we have something called in Ireland a Good Friday Agreement. And it's yep. ended the troubles here. Yep. And it ended the war. Like, people were just, it was a lot of violence here. Oh, yeah. And so we did not allow borders and border control from the British. And so, but Britain has a really big problem because they want out of the EU. And how are they going to do that without a hard border? And the only hard border would be in Ireland. So, I mean, they really, so if they do the hard border, which is what they need, they're breaking our Good Friday Agreement. So, it's very confusing. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Right. But it kind of just looks like, yeah, it's, it's going to look like, and now there's even conversations where your insurance won't even work. Like, I actually have to go, um, in the Republic of Ireland, then I, like, have to drive through the north of Ireland to get to the Republic of Ireland again. And if I get into a car accident in that section, I'm not covered. You know, so it's, like, wow. yeah, it's getting really right. wonky. Yeah, it's getting really scary. Yeah, gotcha. Basically, Brexit is, like, yeah. Sure. Ireland's paying for Brexit. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Um, amazing. Really amazing. Yeah. So, okay, cool. And so, 
is the types of work, of acting work available there, you know, same variety as here. I'm sure you have your TV, your movies, your commercials, and your theater. Yes. So what I say is definitely not, it's a much tinier market. Sure. So Ireland versus like Belfast would be huge. There'd be a ton of work there. And not a ton, right? So, I mean, when you're from New York City, everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a ton like New York. But um, that's British. So you have BBC and all those networks, and they make all these brilliant shows. And this British-owned ter- territory, you have a lot of um, a lot of work there. For Ireland, um, I mean, I think, like, the biggest, most known school in Ireland only started 30 years ago because Ireland was basically like third world country status financially for the longest. So they didn't really have money. And when they did fund projects, um, it would be like the G, the GA, like all it had to be, it had to be Gaelic. Right. So, um, I remember like years back, I was looking into schools, like acting schools here, and you had to be fluent in Gaelic. Mm-hmm. So, um, so if there was any art funding, um, it went toward anything that was Irish. Like it had to be very nationalist, you know. So I would say only in the last 20 years, like maybe 30, where now there's a little more programs that are coming out of Ireland, it wouldn't, um, but again, you're going to have a much smaller community that's even going for those jobs, you know? Um, so yeah. So got it. And a lot of, a lot of Irish actors end up working in, in Britain or, you know, Belfast or coming over to the States or stuff like that, you know? Yep. And are there unions? Are there actor unions like here? That is, I am not clear about that. Actually, just um, I spoke with two coaches here, and I meant to ask them that. Um, so I'm actually not clear about that. I know that would be in like England, which would be in Northern Ireland. Um, but I'm actually not clear on. Like I said, I am. Literally finding this stuff out. Oh, sure, yeah. Just as, like, I mean, I'm so in the dark. It's really funny. Um, well, I should tell you so much in New York. And, um, and again, like, if you don't have the community, it's not on Google, like, necessarily, you know? Um, especially a lot of Ireland wouldn't, you just wouldn't even Google normal stuff. Like, any, you know, they're just not really into, I don't know internet publicity or whatever. Um, So, yeah, so I don't, like, I'm actually not sure. Okay, no, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah, well, yeah. That's fair enough. That's okay. You don't know, you don't know. Yeah, once I, like, once I get to know people, but I should definitely ask, I worked with um, a guy, he's, he's not only a coach, but he's, um, you know, a big actor, he's on TV, you know, you know, here, and I should really ask him, because I have not a clue. Yeah, definitely. And, um, so do you live, do you live in, like, a room in someone's house? Do you, 
are you renting a regular, is it like a regular apartment building? What's your living situation? Yeah, so, um, I, uh, renting wouldn't be in, like, a, too much of a thing around here, you know, uh, obviously, it's, yeah, it's really, it's really, I mean, you can find it, it's just not easy, and in Dublin, obviously, obviously, you can rent, it's going to be very expensive, um, but, you know, we're used to that from New York, so it's not, like, a big shock. Yeah someone coming from New York, um, but it's really hard to find an apartment. Um, and again, like that family sort of thing trumps everything. Like my cousin, she lives in Dublin and she rented an apartment um, with her boyfriend and they were all packed up and they were ready to go and they were about to move in. And then the realtor was like, yeah, sorry, but uh, like her, his niece wants to move in. And they were literally packed on the street with all their stuff. Yeah, I saw I saw where you were going with yeah. that one. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, so you know, it's hard to find this, but so where I live, I um the guy that I rent from they've been on this property for generations and generations and generations and um it'd be all his family around here and then he has he had he has two huge barns, the one he still uses, and the other one was converted years back into, like, two flats. Um, and it would be, I have a two-bedroom flat, so, you know, two decent-sized bedrooms, bathrooms, um, living room, kitchen. I have the most ridiculous view you've ever seen. It looks like I'm looking out into, like, a Disney World or something. It's just absolutely gorgeous and stunning um and yeah so so you so you have your own you have your you have your own barn (laughs) basically well it's not a barn like you wouldn't have known like if if you came here you thought you'd never think this was a barn like it looks like a house you know it looks like a house on the water um okay but it's your own your your own standalone house yes which he converted into a two-bedroom situation, and you're renting it, and it's on his his larger property. Yes. And you, you know, the more you describe this, the more I start thinking, "Huh, it doesn't sound so bad." But um, that really actually <laughs> sounds amazing in some ways. It really does. Well, the way you describe the house and the view and everything. So. So you said renting isn't so much a thing, but in this case, you were able to work it out because you knew this guy or something? Well, it took, took, um, because there's really, you know, you, the only things that were like were for rent were like holiday homes. So like people would, people would have tons of property here, right? So you have tons of property and you grew up on that land and, you know, gave it to your kids and your kids grew up on it and you know, just you just kept that's where you lived. And yeah. so then maybe you would build another house on your property and you would rent it out for like how like a lot of people would do air like um <laughs> I'm gonna say air babies. They did B and B here. Yeah. So they would have like a little holiday home that they would rent out. And it would be very, you know, it'd be, be very expensive. It's like what you pay for sure. going away on vacation. Sure. Um and nobody was you know, nobody was coming over from the state to like 
nobody's coming here. <laughs> like, nobody moved to Ireland. So, I think for like many years, the biggest export Ireland had was people. Mm. So, that was kind of novel that people are moving here now, you know? I um, see. So, got so yeah. It, it would, yeah. So, in other words, if someone approaches you and says, hey, I actually want to rent your place full time, I live here, he might go, oh, that's that's unique, but hey, I'll I'll take you. <laughs> right, yeah. Gotcha. That, yeah. So, okay. I, yeah. And you said, you, you mentioned to me offline that you, uh, you have a dog. Is this a dog you had in New York that you brought with you, or did you get the dog there? I did. I, I, I had him in New York for five years, and uh, if anybody needs to travel with a pet internationally, they should contact me because it's, it's pure hell. But once you know how to do, once you know how to do it, like anything, it's really hard at first, but once you know how to do it, it's really easy. Um, but it was, it was challenging that I got him here. Well, I get that, and, and that's great that you did, I think. And, uh, it's ironic being that here now they're letting everybody bring every freaking animal they want on a plane for no reason, but that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that's great, though. So, you know, in general, clearly you're the type of person who is brave enough to do this, number one, and I'm guessing you don't have a problem just kind of being somewhere by yourself and figuring it out, you know, you know, do you find it hard to fill your time? Are you, are you lonely? Like, what's the, what's the gist of it for you? <laughs> um, well, I wouldn't want to continue, I, you know, I think it's, the transition is going to be hard, right? So, I'm, I, you know, as I meet more and more people, and, and you know, I, I meet people here, like, where I live, and I love them, but, and this is also an interesting thing, I sort of let myself off the hook when I moved here with acting. I was like, here's your great escape. Like, you can quit this if you want to quit it, you know? Yeah. Like, there's no more social pressure of being in New York and your acting friends are like, so what are you doing now? And mm-hmm. This is my great escape. And I was like, if you want to quit this, go ahead. Like, no one's going to, like, no one's going to know the difference. And um, so, I, you know, I had to do a lot of getting myself sorted and this and that and seeing a lot of people here that I love and love the people here. Um, but after a while, I was like, Miss my acting friends, <laughs> you know. I miss my acting community. I miss acting, you know. And um, so I definitely, uh, probably even more so, want to take acting even more seriously than I even did in New York, which is surprising. Like I thought, maybe I'll want to go. You know, I, I let myself off the hook. Like I sort of had my plan, but I was like. If I just decide that I don't want to do it, that's fine too, you know. But I didn't think I'd actually want to come back to it even more seriously than, um, um, and who knows, that could have me end up moving too out of Ireland altogether. I mean, you know, I don't know. So we'll see. No, um, you you never know, and that makes sense. And, and, you know, like anything, you never know what's going to happen, but 
you know, the great thing with you is you're flexible and you have the dual citizenship and you can ultimately do whatever you want. But, uh, you know, you, you, you took this very interesting, unique step and, and, uh, obviously you have your other reasons, your family, your decision that it would be a better lifestyle over there, which is, which is phenomenal. Um, and we'll, we'll get into more of that. So I want to now go back, uh, to the, the origins of this whole thing and, and your journey previous to this. So, um, you mentioned you are half Irish with your family, but you were born in the United States, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Where were you born? In New York. So, I've been a New Yorker. So, you grew up, you were born and raised in New York, but you had the Irish side and you would travel there with your family and stuff? Yes. And I go to Puerto Rico, so that's the other side, so. Oh, so you're half Irish and half Puerto Rican. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. And what part of New York? That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> sure. Right. Hey, we got time. So, what uh, what part of New York did you grow up in? Um, kind of a little bit all over. Um, my family was in real estate, and they were real estate developers. So we were we were like all over the Bronx, Brooklyn, big oh, okay. like Brooklyn, um, Long Island. Um, like, uh, the Oceanside. Yeah. Like, Oceanside, that Oceanside area, but then lots of areas within Long Island, like, I don't even remember, like, Seaford and yep. all that, I don't know. Yeah, that's near where, Seaford is near, near, I, I grew up on Long Island, Seaford is near where I grew up, but, um. Okay. So you said, oh, so you're. Take you to it right now. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, but, like, um. I couldn't even take, I couldn't even drive into it. I have no idea, but it's like, <laughs> I, so it was always, I was always all, all over New York and Manhattan. So, um, yeah. So it's interesting that they were, they were in real estate, but like, they also moved you around. Like they actually kept changing where they live as their residence. Why, why was that? No, 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 not so much. I mean, I think by the time I was like a young kid, you know, teen, I was in like Oceanside, but I just was, I always like spent the weekends in Brooklyn or the Bronx with my family because they were still working on the weekends. Oh, so, I see. Gotcha. You know, just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like I had barbecues out in Long Island. It was like, you know, we were in bed stuff or something. <laughs> you know, and like, so I just, and then I got to know them very well because my family, like, they either sold or did real estate all over. So I would just be in the city all the time, you know. Like, I, when I think back to my childhood or, like, to my teen years, I spent a little more time socially in the city than I did, you know, in Long Island. Sure. So, I gotcha. And well, then it was yeah, summer, yeah. and then I'd either, you know. So yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. And and when did acting or the arts start for you? Did you get into acting in school early or? Yeah. So, um, funny enough, my mother actually wanted me to be in acting, and I had whatever the opposite of zero interest would be. It'd be like 
negative, uh, no interest beyond no interest in acting. <clears throat> like absolutely, like just it was the one thing I knew I didn't want to do. <laughs> so why, so, why, why did she decide she wanted you to do this? Um, you know, sometimes I think parents can see when you might be good at something. You know, or okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I mean, I grew up dancing, you know, my whole life, you know, so I was always, I was in dance classes, if not every day, every other day. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it was like my mother's dream for me or she wanted to do that herself. It was like, I don't know why she saw that in me and I um I always wrote and I always like poetry and stuff like that and then I was into the final so I actually originally went to school like when I went to Boston University I went to school for fine arts so um you know drawing painting sculpting all that um and that's what yeah so and it's funny we had a very very small school in Boston University, um, and it was like a handful of us, and there was a handful of musicians and a handful of actors, and um, and I just was like, wow, those actors are just so crazy, they're so weird, <laughs> and of course, I mean, friends with some of them, but, you know, there was a big rivalry between the artists and the actors, it was kind of funny, actually. So, um, wait a minute, so wait, I want to back, back you up a little bit here, so, so... In high school, did you start doing plays or anything in high school or no? No. Oh, okay. No. Actually, um, I have a very, I have a funny story, which, I mean, I'll probably, I'll just tell because my friend won't listen to this podcast, so I could just say it. <laughs> she, um, she was actually, that was like her, like my best friend my entire life. She was very into acting and no interest in and acting at all, and then one day I went to try out for the play, just for the crack, you know, just to, like, see what it was like or whatever, and um, actually did really well, and I kind of liked it, and I got a call back, and <laughs> it's like something out of a teen movie, you know? Basically, our friendship was very threatened by that, and uh, it was like, that was her thing. I got you. I had the art. Yeah. You know? And it was like, okay, all right. So, and, and I didn't, I didn't care. So, when I walked away from it, I honestly didn't even give it any thought. It wasn't until after college that I got into acting. And it was, and it was by accident, you know? And, um, and okay. then I completely. So, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But that. is, is your, is that friend still, is she an actress now or no? No, I think she was, it was like a total, like, it was like something out of glee, you know, she was just so, like, that high school, you know, drama, you know, like, just, like, it's the caricature of the actor, which is what really kind of, that was my only understanding of what acting was, like, this drama club, and why are these kids all singing, you know, like, you know, happy, or like, whatever, I just, I didn't understand it, you know, and so, 
mm-hmm. was like into it. But I think, you know, yeah, it wasn't, I don't, I, I remember all those kids from Drama Club. I mean, I would say any of them went into acting, you know, um, at least from my school. I know a lot of people do Drama Club and they, they go into the arts, but I don't know. Well, that's, uh, that's very that's important to resent. And then, you know what happened? I mean, I think the truth of it is, is that there are two parts of acting, right? There's the acting, and I think she was very passionate about that. And the other people that I saw in Drama Club were very passionate about it. And then there's the business part. And that could just take you out of the game, you know? And um, I think she just wasn't interested in the business part of it, you know, like, so, you know. Well, that's, that's one, that's one theory. The other theory is she was so traumatized by your hostile takeover that you cost her her lifelong dream. (laughs) Okay, let's go with that because it's so dramatic. Yeah. (laughs) It's not true. I hope you're kidding. Of course I was, and and you're absolutely right about the business part thing, because that's kind of what happened to me, um, which is that I loved acting forever, but then as an adult, if you try to get into the actual business of it, for me personally, it it, it just, um, you know, I, I, I couldn't handle the, the actual realities of, of what it would really take, and there's a lot of other things too, but but I, I get it. Um, so yeah, and I think I think that's what transitioned me out of art because I I felt the same way about art. Interesting. I, mean, I got obsessed and and I loved you know I mean, loved drawing and sculpting more than anything. And then the, it was like the business part. I was like, wait, what is this? I was so, like, uh, yeah, not interested. You know. So you found, but what happened was you found the the school at Boston University that you liked for the arts, and you went there to do the the drawing and the sculpting and so forth, and at that time, were you thinking that you'd end up trying to be that kind of artist professionally? As as it got clear as school went on, and, um, you know, you're you know, making that transition into from child into adult, and then you start realizing, oh, this is like a career, and I need to market myself, and like, I don't know, something completely, like, as it became clear, I was like, yeah, no, this is not, and then like, walk around shows, holding wine, talking about your pain. I'm like, no, I'm out of here. <laughs> so, um, it really, I don't know, it's funny because the business part and acting doesn't turn me off, but for some reason it really turns me off. That's what I was going to say. That, that, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so it's funny. I don't know why. It just really turned me off in the, in the visual arts and um, to the point where, like, I mean, and I, one of my best friends is a visual is a visual artist, a painter, and she does fantastic and shows and all that. And, and I still, to this day, I'm at an art show and like my skin just crawls. <laughs> I'm just like, oh god, get me out of here. Um, and so yeah, I don't know why. And, and one 
one place it just turned me off, and another place it didn't bother me at all. You know, fascinating. Know. Well, that's that just why. shows. Well, there are differences, and 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 you you're into the acting for whatever other reasons, and that's great. And do you still draw and paint and stuff just for yourself? I do, and not as much as I'd really like to. I think like anything, if you don't have a coach or a teacher or yeah. a program, you're just never going to like pump out what you would, you know, otherwise. So I do, but there's just no comparison when you have, because um, I, I was, you know, I just had brilliant teachers and sure. especially even high school actually so um yeah so you just you see that type of work that you that you pump out and then you go to do it on your own and it's like (laughs) it's like not as you just don't push yourself as hard and fast so I, I miss that I do love that and here and there I would go to um what is the place in New York it's funny when you leave a place all of a sudden you forget um God, I would go to, I would go to this, oh God, I don't know, I would go to the city in, in New York, and I would take classes there for some reason. I can't even remember the name right now. Oh, okay. It'll come to you. So, I this I'm very curious about, because, you know, even something like acting, it's, you know, you wonder, it's, it's subjective, can it be taught, all that, and the whole question of acting training is another thing Uh, another big topic of this podcast that I'm fascinated with. But then if you want to talk about fine arts, painting, drawing, sculpture, etc., to me that's even more so, and I don't know how to do it, but to me that's even more so like how can that be taught and graded and objectively looked at? Like it's so totally, in my opinion, sort of random and subjective. So... So how did that work at your school, and, and you know, how, how do they teach you that? How do they evaluate that, and, you know, was it a good experience in that sense? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, um, I think there's a lot that can be taught in both acting and visual arts. You know, there's... Um, and then there's just stuff that you cannot teach mm-hmm. and just comes out of someone, you know. So, but I think and, and they're going to grade you on, obviously, the, the, the technical things that they can grade you on, you know. Sure. Um, like, I mean, for instance, like if someone's doing Shakespeare, I mean, to whether you love it or you don't or whatever, you there are things that you say, like, okay, your stanchion is good, or your stanchion is totally off, you know? So there are some technical things. Yeah. Um, um, things like that. But, yeah, it, 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 there are definitely areas that it could get murky. Um, and um, and I don't, like, I, I don't like those areas, whether they be in acting or visual arts where we start delving into stuff that's a little more subjective, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, so, so during... I think just, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I mean, that, I mean no, it's just going to be, like, repetitive of what I said. <laughs> so, so during your time at school, you know, what was the environment like and with your fellow students? I mean, was it competitive? Was there an ego thing? And did you ever feel like the teachers were, you know, they can't tell me my art is bad kind of thing? I mean, was it, was there anything like that or was it, was it, was it easy for you? Um, uh, well, as to answer the question, like competitive, um, it wouldn't be competitive it, we had a we had a group like we had a like I said there was just really a handful of us there was just a handful of actors and a handful of musicians and like the actors they really loved each other and I know them actually and they're still all BFFs like they're really close and so and, and we all had our little music community the artists were a little little <laughs> uh, different but um and so it wasn't competitive with one another, but it is a competitive school because you get cuts. So then, you know, um, so there'd be cuts. So, but I think maybe just because the school was competitive with us, it, we actually had each other's backs more or something. I don't know, but it, it um, so I wouldn't say with one another, but, but no, that competitive makes quote unquote, in the sense that you, you get cut. Um, and then as for, um, yeah, there were, there were teachers there that I didn't like. I, I wouldn't say that they would, I never felt unjustly graded or anything like that. Oh, okay. I understood, yeah, I was, knew what I was being graded on. I felt like they, the only thing is they maybe treated us a little more like grad students than than we were, like, they would leave us alone a lot. Um, I'm sorry, you said like, they would leave you alone, or they would not leave you alone? Oh, yeah, they would. I Where see. you would do that with a grad student, and I don't gotcha. think you would do that with young undergrads. I see. Um, yeah. And so, it was also a little, like, I mean, just my experience, I mean, it was very isolating. You'd be in a room with you know, like ten people that you know really well, and a naked person, and you'd be in that room for three hours, and there wouldn't be a teacher, and so it's like really quiet, and so it's really weird. You're in a room with ten people and a naked person, and no one talks for like three hours, and then when you leave, it's like we were just really quiet. It was you'd walk out, and like it, it, it almost felt like really disrupt, you know, to be like, hey, what's up? Like, like we just, we spoke low. <laughs> right, right. It was weird. Like, we went out on break and just, like, be quiet and smoke a cigarette. And so then these actors would come out and they'd be like, ah! And we were like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was weird. You'd be, um, you'd have, like, maybe three classes and were three hours long each and you'd get a break in between. You'd do, like, nine hours of full work in complete silence. It's really weird. You know, no, I, yeah. Definitely the opposite of what the actors were doing down the hall, you know? <laughs> sure. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, 
by the way, incidentally, I have to ask, those nude model things, you know, uh, I mean, that nude model is really expected to stay, like, completely still, right? Yeah, I mean, to, you know, to a certain extent. I mean, they don't have to, like, free you, you know, but it's basically, you know, like, yeah, but like I said, it's not like a, like a hard freeze, you know, so there's some fear or something. You guys wouldn't get annoyed and be like, stop moving! <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. No, I mean, and, and they try to use like move. I mean, it it doesn't. It really shouldn't affect your work, you know. I mean, gotcha. Cool. At all. So yeah, yeah. That's the Hollywood version, and um, and I can relate to what you're saying a little bit because at my college, which was a small liberal arts college, um. You know, the, the, the arts building, you know, was the same building for the performing arts and the fine arts. And if I wandered upstairs to this other area in the corner or this other, whatever it was, this other part of it, that's where, like, the, the sculpture and painting studios and the, the, I think it was, like, metal work, whatever it is, all kinds of cool studios yeah, were there okay. with all this equipment. And I almost wish I had hung around up there a little more and saw what those guys are doing, because that would have been cool. But we didn't really intersect with them much at all. But I would peek in, like, at night, and nobody would be there. I'd be like, oh, this is interesting. So, uh, yeah. But all right, so you so you finish that, you graduate college, and then what's the plan at that point? Um. <laughs> uh... God, I think that's where life uh, took over and told me what to do. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to put this. Guess I would say... Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, it's kind of my transition into acting, which kind of life took its own event mm-hmm. uh, personally okay. um, and um, well you don't yeah, have to you don't have to go ahead I'm sorry no yeah no 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 I'm, I'm, I'm trying to you know it's, it's I'm, a, I'm just trying to be mindful in the which in which I share not I'm yeah, just yeah. trying to no, no, you, don't, you don't have to share anything you don't want to but but yeah you yeah. know what uh so, so what was, what was your first acting gig, or how did that happen? If you can talk about that, yeah. So it, it basically, you know, like like I said, you know, um, a lot. There was a lot by my senior year in college to about a year two or three after. Like a lot of family drama happened. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, like I was trying to. I, that's what I was looking. I was looking for the words. Right, a lot of family drama happened. Sure. Um, really, really heavy, and it actually, like my my brother, then passed away. Like suddenly, oh, I'm so was, sorry. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really like I mean, just awful. Like it was just a really, um, you know, just a huge upheaval of my life. You know, my life is always on this like clean trajectory, and all of a sudden, it just wasn't my life anymore, and I just, you know. So anyway, so there was this family drama, 
my brother didn't quite, at that point, he didn't, you know, um, you know, like, that, that was fine. But there was all this stuff I was dealing with, and I was not someone, you know, I think just culturally, you know, I grew up in New York. My parents were very, and from their cultures, and therapy was just not something uh. we did. <laughs> it's what other people do and right. I do, but it wasn't something that we did. Yeah. And um I really didn't know where to go with my stuff and in secret, like to myself, I was like, I know, I'll take an acting class. Uh-huh. Right. Right. <laughs> that was literally I signed up for my first acting class in this way because, you know, I just remember these actors and they were just like, Whoa like doing all these like you know, I, I was in a room where it was, like, quiet, you know, and didn't make a move or a sound, and it was, you know, all this stuff. And then, all you know, I just hear these people, like, moaning and yelling down the hall, and I was like, that's what I need to do. <laughs> and so yeah. I took it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll just get therapy through that. And so I went and signed up for my acting class and was just ready to just do all this, like, blood, yelling, and, and it was, like, technique one. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, like, I was given assignments, and we had, you know, I had to do, and actually, funny enough, I think it was, like, Uta Hagen's first few exercises, you don't even speak in the first few exercises. So I was like, great, I started practicing classes, and it's, like, all technique, I'm no talking, <laughs> Like, so my whole like therapy. That's um, hilarious. Plan that is. That's really yeah. funny. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Literally, I didn't do like my first like. I don't even know. I like. I, I wasn't even allowed to talk for my first several acting classes. I was like, okay, this is so weird. <laughs> so um, yeah, but I was really so shocked and enamored with all this technique and I was like wow this is so cool I mean I think my first assignment I forget what it is it's what Oda Hagen made one of her first few exercises and it was like honestly I can't even tell you what it was but maybe I'm getting ready first like I'm coming from somewhere and I'm going somewhere sounds about right yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah and I'm just like I had to set up my own apartment on stage, and I had to like come from somewhere, go somewhere. Now yeah, that that's that that's, that sounds very right. I read her book, and that sounds very much what it is. Yep. <laughs> right, and it was so fascinating. I was like, who uses all this stuff? Like, people think of acting as like. All these vocal exercises are just talking or learning your lines. And it's like, wow, there's there's like 17 layers before you get to a line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just found that really fascinating. And um, so, yeah, so I didn't get therapy. <laughs> I didn't get therapy. <laughs> I think it came later on, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so... And so from there, you started realizing you actually liked acting and got more into it? Oh, I was so hooked. Yeah. And, and I think there was something in me that, like, I don't know, I do have a very technical mind, and I think that's why I did, like, drawing and sculpting 
and love technique. And, and so when I saw there was technique here, I was like, oh, I thought it was just people flinging their emotions all over the room, you know, or yeah. ego or whatever. And I'm like, wow, this is so fascinating. And, um, I just was like, well, I think I'll sign up for the next class. And I was like, I think I'll sign up for the next class. And I was like, before you know it, I was like taking five classes a week at HB Studio. And um, he's just absolutely like addicted, you know? Um, yeah. Well, it's very interesting that you say you approach it from a technical mindset. And also you said earlier how... You do think there's a lot that can be taught in the fine arts as well as in acting. And again, that's a big topic of this podcast that I like to delve into, which is the training and the techniques, um, because uh, I'm just fascinated by how actors, you know, learn those and use them, because I'm someone who was always very, I, I didn't ever have much formal training, and when I did, I was always kind of resistant to it. And and I know that hurt me, um, but now I'm just very curious about it. So, you know, what are some of the, you know, w w what are some of the styles or techniques you learn that you find very useful, you know, in your work now? Um, you know, I think I and 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 it was just absolutely. I don't know what, like just luck that I, I walked into that particular acting class. Um, mm -hmm. Because that's actually where I even to start. You know, that, um, with every, you know, let's say a script or whatever. I mean, that's just where I started all the technical stuff. Like why, like, even just the props. Like I, I think it was yep. so fascinating in like one of my classes, just like, why is this irony for here? <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. and, and, and someone has a really strong relationship to their, to, um, to like objects, to, you know, it, I think it just, that strengthens the scene so much. Um, because, you know, we could all tell, you know, that it's, not really your apartment, you know, because there's just a way you sit in the chair. There's just a way you make a cup of coffee in your house versus your aunt's house. Absolutely. You know, it's different, you know. Sure. So I think, like, just starting with all that stuff, like, how am I even just going to make this my sofa and that my husband? Like, what is that thing that makes it mine? Mm -hmm. um, and implementing all those techniques and where did I come from and where am I going and, you know, all those, um, those things that it's very easy to skip right over, you know, um, but I know that the best, the, the best, that, where my work is the best, it's when every piece of paper on that stage, like, I can tell you what is in it and why it's there, you know, just in every little, um, Every little thing, just to not even even before you get to the who am I and the relationship and stuff. It's just mm -hmm. like I said, the way you make coffee in your own house is different than the way you make it in your aunt's, and very different than the way you make it in the person you just went on your first date with. 
you know, and it's the next one. No, I, that's right. No, I, (laughs) well, never after a first date, Jennifer, but. Um, well, you know what I meant, you know, and in New York, we're just like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, no, but, but, but my point is, I love, that word I have, yeah. you'd make coffee very differently. Yeah, no, I love that, and that, that makes perfect sense to me, and that's a, that's, I think that's a great methodology and, and style of training, and then it gets challenging, doesn't it, when you get into an audition situation, you don't have time to think of, to prepare all that, or, it's an on-camera audition where all they want to see is your face in the frame anyway. Yeah, you know, I actually really had a difficult time with that because... Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm going to show you a little trick um, that I just learned, actually. Because I, um, because for me, one of my strongest points was my relationship to to everything on stage and the person, you know, everything, you know, um, and that was really always what strengthened. So then all of a sudden you walk into an audition room and there's nothing there. Right. And there's not, not even your scene partner. I mean, it's just some reader, you know, and, um, and I was actually just working with a coach here in Dublin and he's so good. Oh my God. He's so, so good. And he actually brought all that stuff there without it being there, you know? So, for instance, I was working on the piece, like, Margaret, um, Queen Margaret from Henry the Sixth, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I had, like, I flounder a little bit when I had nothing to hold on to. He's like, what are you wearing? And I was like, what are you wearing? <laughs> He's like, what are you wearing, you know? And... And then I was like, okay. So I started to describe my dress. He's like, what's underneath your dress? And he's like, what time period are you in? And I was like, oh, like, he's like, you're wearing a corset, like mm-hmm. a really tight corset. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like, that informs the way you behave so much. I mean, you know, you know what it's like you're wearing sweatpants or a tuxedo. I mean, and all of a sudden it was like this corset came on me. And I mean, it was so, I was like, oh, right, you know? And then there are people there, and, you know, whoever's there, right? I mean, Henry's there, but he's useless. Um, you know, but there's swords around, you know? And there's swords, and I'm wearing a corset, and all of those things, even though they weren't physically on the stage, now all of a sudden were there on the stage with me. And I mean, just, it's, it got, you know, I mean, it was just light years from when I was like kind of just holding on to whatever I can hold on to. And, um, so even just those little things, um, you can have them in your head and have a relationship to them. So, yeah, no, that's 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 a great. That's exactly right. That's great. Yeah. Um, okay, so you were training, you were loving it in New York, and then, you know, it's funny, you and I ran into each other a couple of different times, which also speaks to the variety of what you were doing, uh, and I guess what I was doing too, but you and I first met when you took improv class at Gotham City Improv, where I was working at the time, and then we ran into each other much later on, I think. Uh, working with Paul Michael with the on-camera stuff. Um, 
say. So obviously you you were doing both of those things at different times, as was I. Um, but uh, I only point that out to to demonstrate sort of the variety of of things. Um, so what did you find yourself? You know, did you work a lot as an actor in New York? Were you in a lot of plays and movies and things? Or what? What did you? Uh, you know, what what was your what was your New York career like overall? <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, it was something that I really loved, and uh, again, like I, at first I didn't audition, right? It was wasn't even on my brain to audition, okay. and again, it sort of somebody pulled me into something mm-hmm. two times, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, you mean I could actually work at this? Yeah. So actually, my first my first gig was a paid um, gig, and and. Um, which is, you know, like crazy. And then my second gig, someone called me in on like to do like a cable improv thing, you know? Oh, wow. So I'd be like, whoa, I'm like, got paid and I'm on TV already. And I was like, this is amazing, um, which is not, but, you know, the <laughs> universe is nudging me. So then I was yeah, like, oh, clearly. okay. So um, I'm just, yeah, what did you say? I said, yeah, clearly. Um, the okay, universe so, is nudging you, yeah. Yes, it was nut, and so I was like, oh, okay, and um, so then I started to audition, and then, you know, I had my little roadblock there, you know, it was like, whoa, you know, so challenging, and interesting, and fun, and um, learning what the rules were, breaking the rules, um, totally for breaking the rules, but you have to know the rules, they really break the rules, yeah. um, and um so, yeah, so I did, I uh, did, like, a lot of plays, and I think each and every time it was, like, I didn't, I didn't know I could, like, move a little bit more forward, you know, and so the universe sort of nudged me, and then I was like, oh, okay, and then, um, <laughs> actually, interesting, like, m- more and more I kept in touch with friends or people I work with, and then, you know, um, the progress and success that they were doing. I was like, oh, wait, so we're doing this for real. <laughs> I didn't know. Like, I, I just, um, I was like, you could really actually do this. So, um, so I wasn't one of those actors who, like, knew since I was a child that I wanted to do this. Or, And then when I did know that I love it, I didn't even know that I could do it professionally, right. you know. And, um, again, I think how we got into the, to the to whatever the union and and, and there was a lot of luck and I don't want to say that it was luck I, I worked hard but then I didn't I didn't really apply it and then the universe would be like maybe do this you know sure. so um yeah so then I did I did um what do you call it? like short films and I did a lot of student films in the beginning right and then um but I think I was. I didn't push myself like I should, like I should have or could have. Like, and it was really just primarily I didn't. I kind of just like I. I had just these two or three ideas of actors, and it was like the drama club, the crazy kids down the hall, and BU, you know, who are always like shouting or whatever, and then celebrities. So I was like, well, I don't fit into any of those. Like, I didn't. I didn't know it was like, oh, actually, if you sit down every day and put, you know, try to make this happen, you can make it happen. So, 
as I started to realize that, then I actually formed a group called the Discipline Master. And it was kind of like this home base. And sometimes we'd meet in libraries and sit down together and do casting together. Um, or well, see, that's, 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 that's very interesting. So, so tell me more about that. What, what, uh, tell me more about that group, the Disciplined Actor. I like that. Yeah, it was kind of like to get over that hurdle. I had a friend, and he's a, he actually works more as crew, um, but he was interested in acting, and he would, he would refer to his house as like the den of death, which <laughs> I thought it was hysterical. Because, you know, you, you go to sit down, you're on your own, you're by yourself, and you like go to do your castings. And it was like, I don't know, there's just something about when you get together with other people, you know, you just produce a little bit more work than you would on your own. Yeah, so like a, like a house. it's like a study group in school. Right. So it was kind of like a study group. We did many different things, you know. Um, but one of the things, and I remember actually sitting down with him one day. For some reason, nobody showed up that day. It was just me and him. So we were both sitting next to each other, and I was doing my casting, and he was doing his casting. And he was frustrated. Like, he just wasn't getting like responses and I looked over at his screen at what he was applying for and I was like why would you apply for that because that's clearly mm-hmm. not you at all you know right. and so just to also have another eye on you know, sometimes like things that I just wouldn't think I'm right for my friend who's also an actor would be like Jen what are you talking about that's totally you yeah. sometimes you don't see yourself yeah. that clearly and you can see yourself pretty clearly, but maybe not 100% clearly, right. you know? Yeah. So we'd, we'd get together and we'd do that. We'd sort of, we'd also get together and, um, what do you call it, a brainstorm our, I, like, our um, challenges or goals. Um, and then, it's, like I said, it's always amazing to know, like, to find out all the resources people have that you don't even know that they have. You know, so a lot of people got work through one another, even through one another, um, and it was just such a great, it was such a great group, and then there were writers there, and, um, it, was, it, was, it was just a great, great group, and, and that's why I said, like, I think your podcast is so needed um, to just bounce those ideas off one another, you know, and, um, you know, you just hear something, and you're like, oh, I never thought of that. Like I should do that, and um, make all the difference. So, well, yeah, thank thank you again, and I think your group sounded great for that too. And that I'm also excited to, as I said, at some point uh, we're going to start having group episodes of the podcast as well, uh, so that that the the guests can talk to each other live, and we can have an organic uh, sharing that way. Um, and I I it's I wish you were in town, but maybe I'll. Uh, Maybe I'll get you in by phone somehow on those or something. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so so that, that group sounds great. And, uh, yeah, you guys helped each other out. That's awesome. Does that does that group still yeah. exist? You know, I you know, it's funny. Like, I, it doesn't. And I still keep in touch with those people. But um, yeah. it, it was one of these things where I was like, oh, well, I moved it, you know. And, sure. And then... You know, you reach out to me and then you just tell me about your podcast. And I was like, like, I could have just kept my group going. Like, so I actually <laughs> reached out to 
two people. One was like my co-leader, um, and then another who actually wasn't part of but she's like my accountability partner. And I was like, why am I not? Like, I'm like missing community here because I hadn't built it yet. Yeah. Um, which it will come, but you know. And I was like, well, I still have a community, and it's we could, you know, chat all the time for free, and you know, call for free on what the yeah, so many ways. There's great technology now too for 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 uh, having like a meeting with multiple people, you know, through through online. Um, I forget the name of it offhand, but it's like multi-person Skype, you know, and you're on, you, you see everybody on the, and different parts of the screen and, and it works really well. So yeah, there's all kinds of things. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I want to, I want to tell you one thing. We, we did a lot of different things in this group. Like we've come up with some really cool ideas. Well, there was one time we came up with an idea and so fun and people were producing like, so many results that they wouldn't have like otherwise. And we basically created, I think, I think I got the idea from like Dallas Travers or something like she does some challenge or I don't know what she does. She does some sort of challenge. And I was like, why don't we have a challenge? And we broke up into two teams. So we split up in the group into two teams and it was like the musical theater people and then like the straight actors or whatever it was. Right. And we created two teams and who, whoever's team books the most amount of work, like, wins or something. Mm-hmm. So we got really competitive, like, friendly competitive about, like, beating the other team. And because we wanted our team to win, it was like I would help, you know, Kendra get a job quicker, you know, than sure. I probably otherwise. And, 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 you know, people would, like, run to my house and be like, I have an audition tomorrow. And, like, someone would run to my house and help me with the audition. It was like, could you get the win, you know? So it was just funny versus, like, sometimes you reach out to some actors and they're like, oh, I have an audition tomorrow. I need some help. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll try. You know, but because we were on a team and we had a win, like, everybody was committed to, like, everyone getting a job, you know? That's and, great. Uh, it was really, yeah. That's excellent. Yeah, it was fun. It was, like, really fun. Yeah, so we just came up with all sorts of, fun ways around the business aspect and um, we had a networking coach come in once like like around interview skills and you know all sorts of stuff so well that's phenomenal and that's a great segue I mean you've, you've already given advice that I'm sure will help will help actors out there is there anything else from your experience with this group or from anything you know any particular pieces of advice or strategy you would give you would give actors about the business or about anything? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, like, especially now, just, like, I need community strong, but now moving, like, community is so strong. And I think as actors, we, we don't take hold of that resource. You know, like, I think, I think there was even a, a, an article that touched not so much upon this, topic but how actors you'll be working on a project with other actors and you get so close I mean you just fall in love with each other you know and then you never see each other again you know and then you <laughs> go on to the next project and you fall in love with everybody there and then you never yep. see each other again yep. and I it's so important to keep in touch with those people because sometimes we, we don't realize 
that even actors can help us because we think, oh, well, they're looking for a job, I'm looking for a job, how can they help? But, I mean, that's where your next agent can come from, you know. I mean, plenty of times that would happen to my group, you know, um, where they'd introduce, well, look, I, I mean, I had two friends who introduced me to people in the other room. Like, I would never called an actor for that, you know. Right. So don't underestimate your your community. And what I would do, and I had another friend do this because I think people have, like, a lot of issues with their birthday for some reason. I don't know. but I created this like when it was my birthday I would have kind of like I would just say make things fun so it was like my birthday I have to like have I have to have a birthday party so why don't I like invite everybody I ever did a play and a movie with and everybody was so like I had an agent come um he met new people that he didn't start to work with people like and everybody was so uptone and happy it was like you know and they felt comfortable coming alone you know it was like not like oh I'm going to a party and I don't know people it was totally cool and um they bonded so like really make use of your community make it fun because I know actors go to a lot of networking um parties you know or whatever they go to these things make it your own you know have your birthday party and invite like everybody you've ever done, you know, write, like your director, your writer, whatever, invite them. And they really appreciate it because we bond with these people and then we never see them again. And so they actually really appreciate being a part of your life still. And then they love that they walk into a party full of like writers, directors, actors, you know? So I think that's a big thing. And the other side of it can get really, you know, it's just, it's, even if you like it, it's tough, you know, so do whatever you can do to make it fun, you know, like I said, meet with your friends at Starbucks and do castings together, you know, because it can sometimes get depressing or whatever, you know, or, or you know, you can get disenchanted and, and your friend will just be like, snap you out of it and get you back on track and you're like, oh yeah, right. So, um, you know, um, and it was good to have that group to fall back on because when you have like a bad, bad interview with an agent or, or a bad audition, it was just so it was good to come back. And, and they were just like, yeah, well, whatever. And you can shake it off a lot quicker than you could on your own, you know? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Make use of your community and make it fun. <laughs> yeah. No, those are both really great points. And you, I got to tell you, you really are reminding me, you know, one of the big things for me was the community. And you're exactly right, you know, falling in love with the people you work with. And uh, I was very lucky to be part of a fantastic theater company for quite a while. And that was really a dream come true because we really were like a family. Um so all that stuff is so great and so important. It's part of why we do it, I think, at least for a lot of us. Yeah, I And, so. uh, yeah. you know, you are reminding me that uh, those are definitely things I miss. So um, very cool. So, um, so you're doing your thing in New York for quite some years, I think, right? And then uh, I'm sure this is not a simple story, but at some point, you start thinking about this move to Ireland. 
Yeah, I think it was always there for me. Like it was, it was. Um, I think I always wanted to, and you know, it, there was rewind time not too long ago, and it wasn't possible. I mean, just it just wasn't possible. Like I said, it was when I when I start. I got like two jobs in Boston. I was like, well, why can't we just start moving anywhere now? You know, right. uh, and I think I'm. I'm a little bit ahead of the game. <laughs> like, I don't think we're quite 100% there yet, but, you know. Um, no, you're definitely, I'm saying, you are definitely, you You took a very brave, unique step, and I and I think it is going to make a lot of people think about, you know, the fact that they have more options than they might believe. So, I, no, I think, it's, I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, and then I think you just, you know, you think you just realize, and then, you know, my, my decision, like, oh, do I move to Dublin, right? Because that's, like, where all the work and audition would be, or do I move to where I want to, like, near my family, which is um, rural and far away. And I was like, well, first of all, I don't really know a lot of people just quite yet, but even in, in, in New York, I wasn't at that place where I was auditioning like three times a day anyway, you know, so I mean, I get you know, a couple auditions sometimes I get no auditions a week sometimes I get one audition a week, sometimes I get a couple, and I was like, well I don't need to pay an extraordinary amount of money to live in a city that's right. very expensive to go on one audition a week <laughs> I yeah. could, you know, and then if when the time called for that or I have to then then that we'll do that then but um, I think we we think like oh well we have to live in this really expensive city you know and like for what you know so um, but yeah so I think you know and then inadvertently I think in a weird way I think knowing in the back of my mind I always wanted to move to Ireland and I didn't really want to be living in New York I think in a weird way that was holding me back from acting. Um, like really moving forward in, in even personal relationships. You know, I was engaged. Oh, you are? And it's really weird to be engaged. With, yeah, it's really weird to be engaged with someone and be like, I don't actually want to live in this country. <laughs> you know? I actually don't want to live here, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I didn't realize how much that was probably even affecting my acting. Um, where I was like, I don't really want to be Or even just, I mean, look, you got to love where you live. And New York is phenomenal and awesome. And I'm not saying that it's not, but, you know, I just didn't want to live there anymore, you know. Um, and, you know, to be like, okay, so... I'm going to get on Broadway and hate going to Times Square every day. Like, that doesn't yeah. work for me, you know? Like, I don't like Times... I, like, I just personally don't like Times Square. And I'm like, so if I get, like, a really good job, I'm going to hate going to work every day? I'm like, that doesn't make sense, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I think I'm a little kooky. I'm a little out of the box. I understand that, you know, but... Um, but yeah, I think I think in a weird way that was actually holding me back from from moving forward the way I really want to move forward in my life. No, that is a really that is a really salient point. And like with all this stuff, you ended up being self aware and 
you decided to go on your own, like I said, your own unique uh, path, which is great. Because every, every, you know, obviously every person's journey is different. Every artist's journey is different. And certainly every actor's journey is different. And I think it's great that we've, that, you know, you, you definitely, uh, like I said, you, you've done it a very, you're doing it a very unique way now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think you said when you said art artist, you know, I think we forget that we're artists. You know, I think there's like a lot of yeah work and sweat that goes into the business part of being an actor. And you know, I think like if you're not happy, that's not okay for an artist. It's just, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could like do it if you're a banker or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But like you can really sacrifice or whatever, but it it started to grate on me. And I think that for me it impacts me as an artist and it was just fun. Like I had this audition in um Dublin. Well I had so only had two auditions so far, right? So like I just started to get into like I said, there's a lot of settling down, a lot of not knowing where to go or who to talk to or how to get in. So I'm just starting to get there, you know. And um one was a video audition. Um and the other one I had to go to Dublin for. And it was so much fun to be in this just beautiful environment and to prep and get ready here where I want to be and then go to the audition and then you know it was was funny it was like really I didn't have to listen to um um construction yeah yeah it was like wow I'm just listening to the ocean well, again, the, yeah, as you were alluding to, you know, and this is by no means easy, don't get me wrong, but as an actor, you know, you know, if you're not coming from a stable, happy, balanced, real life, then it's going to affect your work, you're going to be tense, you're going to be stressed, you're going to be desperate, um, and also you need that regular life that you're actually happy with, not just um, one, to draw from for your work, and two, again, just for your own sanity. And as you said, there's a big life outside of your acting world. In fact, you know, most actors, unfortunately, probably spend a lot less time actually acting than they would like to, but because that's true, you better have other things in your life, you know, and again, this is not by any means easy, but it is important. It is, and I think people forget that even if you are a famous actor, you know, the only want, the only actors who are working completely regularly are obviously if somebody's in a long, broad way run, like a, you know. Or on, or on like a, or on a really good long-running network TV show, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. And aside, but those are the only two. Like, if you're like a movie actor or something, yeah. you work on a project and then you're not working for yeah. like uh, a few months, yeah. you know, and then you're working and then you're not working. So, yeah. if that 
I mean, I, I, I never really, I, lo- I love theater, but I, I didn't really see myself being like a steady, bro- I mean, Broadway is musical theater mainly, you know, I'm not a musical theater person, so that's kind of out for me. And, um, plus you so would, you, like, plus you would have to go to Times Square, so that's out. And that was out of the question. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, you'd be like, that sounds like a great contract, but where did you say the theater is? No, no, not happening. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but like I said, like the reality of the type of work or the amount of work that I would get or most actors would get, you are going to have a lot of downtime. Oh, yeah. Like where you're spending that downtime. Right. And um, like I said, we live in a day and age that you submit electronically so much yeah. that you don't have to be, you know. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, you know no, that's maybe. exactly it's right. But then, yeah, and, and then, of course, the other side of that coin, as we said before, is it can be helpful, as you did, to have a real community, a group where you get together in person, in the flesh, and actually have some real-life interaction about this stuff and, and a real community with it. So, yes, it's, it's a balance of all these things, which I think is, uh, is a great note to, to go out on. So, uh, Jennifer, this has been uh, a fantastic interview. Uh, you really, as I said, you bring a really unique perspective to this, and um, and this has been great. Um, obviously, I'd love to have you back, and I'd love to have you on the groups at some point if we can work that out. And uh, you know, if you ever are back in New York, please let me know, and we'll we'll do something live. But. Um, well, yeah, well, I come back to New York, I'm having a party, and I invite all my actor people. Oh, thank you. Well, well, please <laughs> let me know. I appreciate that. Um, so, uh, obviously, you are in Ireland presently, but you're open to work all over, as you said. So, do you want to share any social media? Do you have any social media? Do you have a website or anything? I actually did. I always had a website, but then I moved here, so I just that down because it's a little like I have to redo it because they okay. just have different TVs and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I just got a website. I'm just so horrible at social media, and that is something I know I have to get better at. No, that's so okay. When when I, when I was an actor, so was I. What's that? Right. I so I am J Rocky B on Instagram, but I don't do any like I just don't pose. I don't. I just, I'm awful, but I, you know, technically I'm J. Rocky on Instagram, but that's about it. Uh, Hi, well, just, just in case, just in case somebody's curious and that helps, how do you, how do you spell that Instagram handle? Uh, so it's J. Rocky, so Raquel is my middle name, R-A-Q-U, and then it's an I, uh-huh. Rocky E. Ah, got you it. Like Breslin. Okay, and we'll post yeah, this so, on the show yeah. notes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, so great. So uh, yeah, we'll post that on the show notes. All right. So again, this has been super fun and super uh, interesting. Really, uh, good luck. Um, keep me posted, of course, on what what's going on with you, and uh, 
at some point we'll have you back for an update, like I said, and, uh, you know, I'm sure people will want to know where this, this uh, unique journey you've gone on takes you, so uh, continued uh, good luck out there, enjoy it. Uh, I am a little jealous of the of the aesthetic aspect of where you are, I really am, I'm going to have to look into this a little more, and um, we will talk, but Jen, thank you so much, and um, for everybody, uh, yeah, absolutely, and for everybody listening, if you have any questions about the podcast or anything, you can reach me at um, Craft Business Life Podcast, that's all one word, Craft Business Life Podcast, at gmail.com, and that's of course posted on all the all the show uh, pages and everything, and there's a Facebook page as well. So until next time, Jennifer, thank you again, and um, and uh, have a great rest of your night. Thanks, everybody. Bye.